This instalment of the podcast was recorded on the 7th of May 2016. The VGU podcast is brought to you by VideoGamesUncovered.com, your number one stop shop for video game related news, reviews, opinionated articles, and much more. That's VideoGamesUncovered.com. Episode 3 with me, your host Ian, and joining me is. Well, dumb. Sam. Hey, okay, the boys are all here. Uh, Back in so, town. lots to talk about. Uh, I guess we'll start with what everybody's been playing before we get on to the news, because a lot of news. Uh, Will, what have you been playing? Much like last week, you've got a choice. Do you want the indie first or the big AAA release? I know what the indie is, and it super interests me, so indie. Stardew Valley. Yeah. It is the most relaxed I've been playing a game in a very long time. Oh, like, they've, I mean, they've confirmed console versions, and I'm so ready. Is this the Harvest Moon type one? Because I've heard a yeah, lot of people yes. raving about it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's a game which kind of just drops you in into this lovely idyllic valley. And it kind of goes, do what you want. That's pretty much it. It just kind of goes, do you want to farm? Cool, go farm. Do you want to Do you want to go roam the countryside and kill loads of, of, of shit? Yeah, go do that. Go find a wife. Do whatever you want. And it's all super relaxing. Yeah, I watched Achievement Hunter play in it, and it was, it was funny because there's literally no object. The objective is just meet everybody. That's it. Well, there is, a, um, there is a kind of objective which... It kind of points you to it and goes, yeah, but you can do that in your own time because there's no hard limit. Right. It's kind of just floating off in the horizon kind of goes, saying, you can do that whenever. Just go, you know, breed some sheep if you want. Don't, wor- don't worry about it. Yeah. Blaze up. The overall aim is to basically, um, it, the game hates big business. So you're basically trying to take down the local Sainsbury's <laughs> for your local mom and pop store. Nice. And it goes, how do you do that? By farming things and giving them to the forest spirit. And you're like, well, when did this turn into a Studio Ghibli film? So a thinly veiled attack on capitalism, this. (laughs) It could be a thinly veiled attack on triple A gaming. Yeah, I was going to say. You don't attack capitalism with more capitalism, because you can sell stuff in that game and buy things. Don't tell them that. See, why is it that you bring up attack on capitalism, and all I can hear is the attack on time theme of just Donald Trump's face just popping up all over the place? I have no idea. You need help. Gonna watch out for toupees are attacking. Like, we're 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 a gaming podcast. I know. Well, technically, there's America, a video game coming. I just soon, need to take so. a second. America, what are you doing? Don't do that. Don't don't elect Trump. Don't touch it. Stop. Okay, let's take politics <laughs> hat off here before we go too far off track. We're talking about farming. Yes. We went to Donald Trump's hair. I blame Dom. Yeah, yeah, Dom, Dom did that. Dom no, that the... we, we're clean on this one. It's fine. I'll take it. So, shall we hop to yes. my other game? Yes. It's not uh, this this will probably come up again later, but I've been playing Battleborn. Oh, how is it? Because so, we've no, been we... down on it a lot. All right. The reason I got into it is I hadn't planned to be, but my friend raved about it, and I was like, "Yeah, all right, I'll give it a go." Got it. Yes, that's surprisingly good. Um. I've never really played a MOBA too much, so I can't really talk too much about how it compares to them, but I've, I've been enjoying it. It's So I've, I've played some MOBAs, and it's 
essentially not. It's more. It's a hero shooter, except you don't fight each other. You fight a wave of Borderlands-style enemies. Mm, no, that depends which. Well, you can play competitive. Yeah, there is, no, there is a the mate. The, the most popular mode I've seen is I can't remember what it's called, but it is. It does have lanes, and there are a lot of, of farming minions, or as they call them thralls, and then getting bigger minions and then crushing them in a massive tidal wave of. Borderlands humor, which really hasn't worked this time. Yeah, that's my problem with it. Is it's just uh, the beta was super not funny. Like it was oh, no, offensively it, bad. So much worse. It's oh. the one funny character. It makes you replay a thousand times to grind it out, and that's Jeff the robot who thinks he's a spy. Yeah, I said. I said when I played the beta, he was fucking hilarious. Everybody else was. Terrible. I suppose in a game where yeah. you're playing multiple multiplayer games over and over, the jokes are just ground into the dirt so fast that you'll yeah. just want to turn they them off. They aren't even funny the first time you play them. Well, yeah, that's the. Do they ever thing. do the thing where they're not funny, so they're very funny, but that makes them not funny again, or they're just completely deadly not funny throughout the whole thing? Yeah, it's like they've tried to create anti-humor. Oh, right, wow. Oh god. Which is why I have the volume on everything all the way down. Just all the Fair sound, enough. all the like the voice acting off. It, it seemed yeah. fine, uh, but having now played it and Overwatch, which we'll talk about later, even though they're not comparable, like yeah, just the way it felt, the gunplay and the speed of it, I just it it wasn't all that satisfying to me. I quite like the speed. It feels like a very condensed version of Borderlands. So the loot is very minuscule compared. The abilities are a lot quicker and a lot faster and a lot less esoteric. Mm. And yeah, overall, I think it's quite a fun game to play with friends. But if you're looking, for something like how this, long does like a normal Battleborn game last? Because I've seen it having like multiple phases and you have got like bosses. Depends or, on the mode. Is that like this? Is there like yeah? A specific... it, it depends. But the average game, uh, the time is half an hour, and I've seen it either be over in five minutes or really stretch out for wow. half an hour. Damn. Yeah, it kind of depends. It, the community's already gotten in the bad habit of, oh no, we lost our first wave, let's call Surrender. Oh. So it's rare that you'll find a good game at the moment which lasts more than 10 minutes because someone will eventually get the upper hand and the other team will just go, ah, no, fuck this. That's a shame that that's happening. Yeah, at the moment people are still working out the meta and how everything fits together, so it's kind of a work in progress at the moment. Yeah, like, it looked okay. It's just, I played the beta and it was better than I thought it was going to be, but nowhere near good enough to get me on board. Oh yeah, I had no hopes for it. So when someone turned around and went, no, it's really good, I was like, oh, really? Yeah. I'd, I've given up on it. Like I've Gearbox I gave up on a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't give up on you. They, they gave up on me a long time ago. <laughs> they gave up on me when they released Alien Isolation and Duke Nukem Forever. Play that tiny violin. Not Alien Isolation, but Alien Colonial Marines. There we go, the bad one. Uh... One last point I'd like to make on it. The reason it probably isn't very funny is because the same writer from Borderlands 2 isn't on it anymore. So while you didn't find it funny to begin with, I did quite like the previous humour. So it feels like this time they tried their best to emulate and it fell flat. Yeah. Like, again, I found Claptrap to be the least funny character ever put to video game. Uh, and they seemed to think he was fucking hilarious and they that were onto gold. <laughs> So. Yeah, Capcom basic characters are more funny. Yeah, Little Red Riding Hood's got a basket full of kickass. Ah, oh, Jesus! Well, that was Capcom, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was Remember oh, Me. Capcom. Who did Cap? Was Remember Me? Oh, Capcom? Square. No, it wasn't Square. Square picked them all after that. It might have been Capcom. It was Capcom who published Remember Me. They didn't make it. Yeah, then it's but it's don't yeah, nod. Yeah, it felt the, very uh, Capcom. Don't nod at the studio. Well, it's 
it was a French studio trying to write an English badass line badly. And, ev- and everything got lost in translation. Mm. Yeah. That game was interesting. I, I liked it. Great setting. Yeah, very good setting. That's both of Will's games. Let's move on to Spin the Wheel. Dom, what have you been playing? I like, I like that Wheel of Fortune moment. It's like, are you oh, going to land on bankrupt? Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, more Dark Souls, because I've yet to complete it, because I thought to myself, I'm getting bored of using sorceries. I'm going to make a brand new character and put every okay. single point, every single level up point into luck and see what happens. So far, it's actually super fun. I'm loving it. Yeah, luck's actually a pretty good stat. It helps with your bleed. Like, I'm currently running a dex-based character, and if you get a really high luck, it makes things bleed really easily, so bosses just go down in, like, a second. True. And the main reason why I decided to build towards luck in the first place was because I was introduced to a very specific sword that you can yeah, get and at the end straight of the sword. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, because that sword alone, like, it has that effect where it heals you. Uh, I don't know. Is it healing upon hit or healing upon death? Healing upon hit, I think. Yeah, so it's healing that way. It automatically kills um, skeletons that would normally revive themselves, kind of like how um, like maces would work on the skeletons at the beginning of Dark Souls 1. Um, it's just a great-looking weapon, and it scales off of luck, of all things. So I want to see how nuts it can truly become. And of course, what did I name my character? Lucky Ted. It's fun. <laughs> I, I am truly enjoying it. But yes, that's a one side. Uh, yeah, like, Dark Souls, I just can't... Like, I have no basis for comparison other than Lords of the Fallen, which I am well aware was yeah. bad Dark Souls. <laughs> if you want my thoughts, my review pretty much says it all. It's annoyingly average. Yeah, like I kind of enjoyed it, and I could sort of see from that. It's like comparing chocolate cake to a pile of dog shit. Like I could see where the fun in Dark Souls was from what I played in Lords of the Fallen, Uh, but yeah, it's it's not really the same thing. Yeah. So apart from Dark Souls, there have been two other games I've been playing. Um, The first one being Ratchet and Clank. Finally getting my hands on that after being a massive Ratchet and Clank fan throughout the entire series. So happy that I have it. Don't regret starting on hard mode, because... No, it is a quite easy yeah, game. Yeah, it's, it's quite easy, but it's just fun. I, I like what they've done to update things and change things around. Huge pieces of nostalgia when you go to Metropolis and you see the Quark robots through the training grounds and all that. Very sad there was no Helga... Because I really liked her as a character, but cross fingers she may come back one day, <laughs> maybe. But yeah. well, I'm sure they'll be doing another Clank. This one's done very well for them. Yeah. Uh, Except maybe this time it'll be based on the movie, based on the game, based on based the on the novel, based on the CD, based on the uh, successful Audio stage book. play. Based on based on the PC port. Uh, so, yeah, that's not happening. Yeah. So, Sony, Sony don't allow that, don't allow that nonsense. <laughs> that's a step too far. Yeah, that's expecting too much. And then, yeah, like a good Spider-Man film. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. And so the last game uh, I've been playing, I've actually decided to put some proper hours into 
Battlefleet Gothic Armada. Oh, man, that game looks great. Like, again, because I'm the console peasant, I can't play it yet. But they've said they're considering console versions, I think. Cause, I don't oh, know how the controls would quite work. I don't, though. but I'd make it work because that game looks great, and I love the Warhammer yes, universe. Yes, because consoles have a great history with RTS adaptations, don't they? Halo Wars was fine. I was going to say, War yeah. was fine. That Commander Conquer 3 version wasn't too bad. Yes, Command and Conquer has always been a bit dull to me. Like Command and Conquer, Red Alert Two with the RTS rules, I think. Yeah, yeah like Red Alert Two was amazing, but it's never been great on. It's not been great on console since like the PS One. Spice, <laughs> spice, <laughs> spice. <laughs> Love it. Oh. So yeah, Battlefleet Gothic Armada, really good stuff. Um, like I've enjoying. How the storyline like um, introduces you to the Gothics as a faction and all their different battleships and oh my god, the ship designs themselves are just immaculately great. Every yeah. tiny detail on them is just beautiful. Forty well, k ships are cool because yeah. they're just churches in space. And I, basically, yeah. I will have to say though, my favorite faction with the favorite like I already know dreadnought already class know. ships probably it's be the orcs. Uh, as much as I love the orcs, I'm actually oh, orcs going with crazy. Eldar because the Eldar oh, okay. ships look amazing. Yeah, they look very regal and like in space. Fancy. Everything is well lit. <laughs> yeah. So true. Um, but the orcs are cool because they're crazy. Just fucking ram everybody. Well, they're just flying around in skips with spikes on the end of it. Pretty much. Yeah, basically the orc, orc, <laughs> orc ships are usually like just asteroids with a rocket strapped to the back of them or something. I wait for the mod where they replace them with the war boys. Yeah. I just love how every single ship in the Orc Armada, instead of having like intricate little buttons that allow you to do like tight point turns and everything, it's the instead of that you literally just have the big red button, which just yeah. causes the dreadnoughts to go uh, uh, and full charge into Is that any the button by any chance. Pretty much. It's yeah. it's the best feeling button ever because if you time it right and you shatter into like a gothic dreadnought, it just breaks. And because you've actively destroyed it and broken it in half or as many little pieces as possible, it then acts as the asteroid fields where they actually provide cover to an extent. But if you get too close into them, they'll start actually damaging your ships as well. Yeah. So it. It's really fun. I'm really loving it right now. I'm just looking forward to putting more hours in because, man, it's great. It's really weird, actually. There's been like a massive sort of burst of 40k games that are coming out. Like, did you see the, the gameplay trailer for Death Watch? Yeah, I yes. think it's, I think it's, I think it's mainly that Games Workshop said, well, we can just make easy money if we hand out the license to anyone. Yeah. And that's why we had so many bad 40k games, and now we're actually getting some good ones. We did previously. Yeah, we're getting some good ones, though, because, like, Death Watch looks great. It, like, it looks pretty properly good. Properly great. Uh, Dawn of War 3, it, they seem to be nailing it on the yeah. head there. Although, they've announced three factions... I'm calling shenanigans. There is literally no way Chaos are not in that oh, game. Oh, no, there will be. Oh, God, no. They're going to do what they did with the first yeah. Dawn of War, which is milk everything for expansion after expansion. People no, are like, yeah, I still, think, I still think four factions in the main game. Uh, I don't mm. think they'll get away with three. No. Well, and I think you should the try telling Blizzard picked, that one. The three they've picked, like, 
there's no the Eldar and the Orcs have no real interaction. There's no reason. Basically, the Eldar only turn up when either Chaos or the Necrons are doing something naughty. Mm. So it's going to be Chaos. As someone who has no attachment to the 40k license, I am lost. Yeah, it's it's a me- it's it's just a whole thing. Well, in the trailer, Don't isn't even... the massive? They're all like all the corpses of each army are pulling yeah, into a massive like mass graves. So surely, if Necron, which is essential, like a Necron hive or whatever. I no, think that's more like a visual a metaphor thing. I, if I think it's a visual metaphor as well, but if it is representative of anything, it'll be like a. So essentially, the main or the most famous chaos god is Corn, who like you, you please him by <laughs> killing. So stuff. we're not talking like the the two thousands new metal band, <laughs> no, are we? Coming undone. You must please Corn, say the innocent. <laughs> not the not the crop. Um, it's but yeah. So like his, you summon him by killing a shitload of dudes. So the usual way chaos trick other armies into it is to get them all to fight each other and then that pleases Corn, and then he turns up and fucks everyone up or the bloodthirsters is this up. blood for the blood god yeah basically that's where blood for the blood god comes from skulls for the skull throw the dots. yeah Indeed. so basically chaos will be in there somewhere because of course they will I'm just annoyed the total war warhammer which of course it looks pretty cool but I hate the fact that they've already come out and said hey you know the chaos legion yeah they're going to be in it as pre-order DLC and then they're not going to be available until 2017. Isn't that because the pre-order DLC funds go towards development? It's still shenanigan though. It's... it's, That's not cool. Mm. Uh, Because they're such a major faction. I mean, if you did it with, like, the fucking Skaven or something, no one would care. Like, if you do it with Chaos, the Tyranids... Well, uh, yeah. So Total War Warhammer is... uh, fantasy one, there's no Tyranids there. Oh, Your equivalent one. would be... I don't think it really is an equivalent, actually. Not really. I guess um, the Orcs are pretty much Tyranids in the fantasy one. Except that the Orcs are the Orcs. Oh, yeah. Well, Orcs are Orcs both. everywhere now. Uh, I mean, Lizardmen are the, the kind of... Yeah. But they don't really play anything like Tyranids do. Uh, Lizardmen are the closest. So we're, we're, we're going way off and scaring Sam and Will with... Uh, nerd knowledge, but... You're not scaring me, I just tuned out, yeah. it's fine. I mean, I played Dawn of War, and I loved it, but all the lore just went over my head, because oh, it was just, oh, look, big people in massive armour, this is fun. Well, this is the thing with 40k. Oh, it's yeah, and they, designed... basically, they reference things in books, which are 2,000 pages long yeah. than George R.R. Martin. And terribly it's written. It's designed to appeal to 13-year-old boys, it just is, like... No, that's Halo. And, and... <laughs> well, this is for edgy 13-year-olds. <laughs> whole mouth. Shut your dirty whore mouth. Halo is hey, there's great. nothing wrong with Halo. I read those books when I was a kid. <laughs> then I put them down. Well, I didn't read the books. So I'm not, you know, I'm not that guy. I don't have time for hey, I, I knew the end of Fall of Reach ten years early. Well, I see. I'm kind of like this with like comics and game books and stuff. In that, I will learn the lore, but not through the original source. Like I know pretty much most of Batman's Media, lore, TV but yeah, tropes. but through other stuff. I've never actually read a Batman comic. You just know it through osmosis, basically. Yeah, it just I just learn this shit. Uh, and it's the same with all the... See, Halo I'm books. the sad guy who does, in fact, buy and read game books. Mm. Why would you torture yourself? Red Dead SX1. Yeah. Some of them are quite good. I'm trying to think of ever... I've read a, a Mass Effect comic. Like, that was about it. And that was only because it really came free. I really love merchandising, yeah. that way. But, no, I'm... Uh, 
I don't have time for books. Like, I don't have time for good books. Never mind game adaptation books. Uh, okay. That leads us to Sam, Sam, Sam. Right. What have you been playing, Sam? Well, I've a lot of been, been beta week for me, and, and like last week, it's been beta week for me this week. So first off was the Neo Alpha demo thing, which I did a feature about, and I've kind of played it a little bit more, and my thoughts really haven't changed. It's just, it's such a blatant crash grab from Team Ninja to say, we're going to make a Dark Souls, but we're going to use the stuff we've done with Ninja Gaiden to make Ninja Gaiden Souls, and it'll be really cool. And while the combat in it's quite fun, you could get rid of all the RPG fluff, which has been piled on top of it. It'd be exactly yeah. the same game. There's no need for it whatsoever. If you got rid of all the stats, all the random levelling, it would be the exact same game, and it'd probably be ten times more accessible and probably more fun, because you wouldn't have to worry about, oh, does this katana have ten-plus you know, block resistance, sort of this one does 3% more flash damage or whatever, you know, stats that you don't really care about. You just look for the big yeah. number. But as a game, it's, I mean, it's kind of fun. It feels like a PS2 era fun hack and slash. I mean, it's not going to set the world on fire. It's got a bit of some fun concepts. It's got a boss, which is a giant uh, tiger electric monkey demon as the final boss for the demo. Oh, yeah. Cool. I see. That's a pretty solid boss. Yeah, but the thing is, it's placed at the very end of the demo when you've been fighting generic, you know, samurai chum, you know, shufflers, a zombie or two, yeah. and an occasional oni, which is the big ogre that has got glowing horns on it. Like, it doesn't help that it's all set okay. at night and the lighting's awful, so you can't really see anything. Yeah. It's just a bit eh. Like, I was yeah. looking forward to it going in, but, you know, maybe get it when it's 20 quid and it's cheap. But don't expect, like, if you're thinking of, like, oh, my God, this is going to be the thing to fill that Dark Souls hole, it's not going to. Well, I mean, it's only a beta. Sam's bargain so. bin recommendation. It is, yeah, it'll be a good bargain bin recommendation. Some people yeah. will sell it. It's a cult classic in five years. It'll just go under the radar as a pretty good action game. Mm. I'm, I'm, Fair enough. I'm in agreement with that. Weren't Team Ninja's previous game that Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z? Yeah, something like that. Travesty. Yeah. Well, They've been too busy making, you know, Fun Bag Simulator with a DOA X Extreme, whatever. Yeah. They haven't uh, made a decent uh, game in years. Three, yeah, yeah, they haven't made a decent game in years. Extreme, uh, yeah. Beach Volleyball Extreme 3. Busty 17-year-olds. The lead designer from that, the guy who gets increasingly pissed off that Norm buys his games. He's like, I'm amazing, yeah. everyone should love it's what exactly. I do. He's like, you did make Ninja Gaiden, the three Ninja Gaiden games, which were fantastic 3D action games, and from there you've just got more and more mental. And instead of making good games, you've just been making games about, you know, floppy breasts for a while. <laughs> like, you've got this good level design knowledge, use it on something good. Just like your boob physics, your ideas have gone floppy. Pretty much, yeah. It's like Ayo. they made they made the whole soft engine, which Ian knows a lot about. It's like why wouldn't you make a oh, combat yeah. engine? Why would you make a decent, really fast? Because we have to accurately render the boobies. Yeah. It's very important. The boobies need rendering. <laughs> With all this new tech coming out, you're gonna have the physics right. They'll make some Oculus Rift demo or VR demo. And it'll be really creepy. It'll get them. A they already have. Have you not seen the sex VR demos about Overwatch? Oh, but they'll I've be in a, they'll be an official Team Ninja DOA one, and it'll be. Ugh. Is is there a sexy Winston? No. Because I'm okay with it. <laughs> sexy Roadhog. No, it's all like Tracer and Widowmaker. Uh, well, that's. I think that's but, why they had to take all the source filmmaker models of uh, uh, Overwatch characters off because people were just making porn out of them. That is exactly what it is. 
I'm just brilliant. What C4 says, I haven't played Overwatch, so I have no context with these characters. I'm just like, well, this is weird. Why am I looking at this? I'm Speaking of Overwatch, that's the other main thing I've been playing. The Overwatch beta yeah. is open, and I played it, and Ian's played it, and it's really fun. And I, It's great. It's I, I started playing it, and I thought, oh, this will be just the 30 minutes of fun. I won't play it for long. And then I started trying the other characters, and then I found heroes that I liked. And then I got kept getting plays of the game. And then it was playing oh, for four playing hours. And then it was the next day. And I played for another four hours. And I just can't stop playing it. It's so it's so Moorish. You just go, one more game. I'll try this new character out. Yeah, like I, I've been loving it. I've not had the chance to play as much as I wanted to. Because, like, moving house and stuff. But it's so good. And all of my friends are hooked on it. We're, we've all gone from going, oh, that's pretty cool. I'll try the beta to, oh, my God. Yeah, let's get this. Let's get this now. And the good thing is it has been extended by another day, so it closes at the end of Monday. No, end, no, end of Tuesday, okay. actually. End of Tuesday, that's great. Yeah, This is why I finally get a chance to play it. Yeah. Isn't it also feature complete? Haven't Blizzard said this is everything yep. that's going to be in the game? Yes, it is. Besides some balancing and some stuff with like matchmaking and choosing certain modes, it's all feature complete. That, that's the thing. It's not, it doesn't feel like a beta because you're not just playing the same two maps over and over with like five characters. It's all the characters, all the maps. It's oh, it's great. The only problem it's it's basically just a demo. It's just a this is our game. Yeah. Come play it's it. The only buy, problem buy is is you can't specifically pick game modes, so you can't go. I just want to play payload or I just want to play control point. But you can't. But I prefer that. Yeah, at least like, for a demo, you get a little bit of everything. I even even in the normal game, I'd rather it be that mixed up thing, like because people will always just play the most boring shoot each other game mode if given the chance. It's why in like Titanfall, I'd always play variety pack because I don't just want to play a capture the flag, but I'd like the odd capture the flag game. That's the good thing about this is there is no set team deathmatch mode. They're all com- they're true. all objective modes. And um, yeah, and they're all great. That's awesome. And they've, they're doing the Hearthstone thing if they have weekly brawls, like the tavern brawls, where it's just random, you know, random stuff. So at the moment for the demo, it's just random heroes. You just get loaded into the game. So oh, That's pretty cool. I, I was just going to say, random heroes mode. If anyone's not played, well, I don't suppose this video will go up, or the podcast will go up before the beta's finished. But random heroes mode is a great way to go in if you don't have a team, because you're less likely to run into groups of people in there and you can just have fun try out whatever hero it gives you uh, and you'll be playing against other people who haven't really become wizards with that character. I've seen it described mostly as Team Fortress 2 for another generation and TF2 never grabbed me. So I'm not I think that's a really, redu- Sell it's me a really on reductive it. kind of way just to say it's like Team Fortress 2. It's like Team Fortress 2 in the fact that there are set classes. The game it reminds a me of... A character based team based smart. shooter. Uh just on the the sort of importance of team play and the different characters and different abilities like it really is a team game and it is it does have the moba bit of you need to counter pick characters in certain situations um uh, so like i love reinhardt who's see, the yeah, big guy with the shield doesn't have that cuz you're locked in the second you you've got it you can't back out yeah oh overwatch you can change on death as oh, you really? die, you can come back as a different character. Oh. And also, if you say if you're fighting somebody, or you get pushed back to your spawn, or you go out, see that there's loads of a certain character out there, you can just go back into your spawn, switch character, and then go back out again. But yeah, there is a lot of sort of different characters great against each other. But you know, like everyone's got a counter. 
Um, there will never be a time where I just can't beat this character, which that I'll just switch to this other character because it will have a skill that will beat the other one. We had a horrible game, though, where the enemy team got an almost like bulletproof strategy. We managed to get through it in the end, but they were defending the last point, and they just had a... I can't remember what map it was, but they had, I think, four Bastions and then two of the Torvik, I think yeah, it was. Torbi- yeah, Yeah, and we just... You just couldn't... I was Reinhardt, and my shield just disintegrated instantly. Like, I couldn't get anywhere near them. I think in the end, we just... Uh, got like Widowmakers and people to just take out the, those turrets at silly range because it's brutal. But yeah, there's always a counter is the beautiful thing about it. There's never a bullshit like strategy that somebody can employ. There's always going to be a way for you to get around it. So it's Blizzard's new money maker. Oh, oh yeah, yeah definitely. Blizzard are going to milk it for everything they've got, but it's they well made. Hearthstone and yeah. WoW and Heroes of the Storm. You don't really hear that one anymore. Well... This is, they've not had anything on console for quite a while. This is, I think, their best chance for something big on console. It'll do, it'll be very big on PC, obviously. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think this could do very well on console as it's well. It's like, if the real competitive people will always play on PC, because for sure it's yeah. just the best thing. But I think there will be a really dedicated console core, which hopefully they, it won't go the way of TF2 on consoles where it's just abandoned after like a month. Well, that's because they stopped updating. Yeah, they just abandoned files. it. Yeah, that's kind of a classic thing that happens. Um, but now they seem. Payday two got completely abandoned. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they seem committed to this, and it's Blizzard. They know what they're doing. Hmm. I've got to ask. Um, um, obviously, with you guys playing uh, Overwatch and me about to jump into it after we finished here today, and most likely tomorrow being the Monday. Um, I've got to ask, which heroes have you been playing as that you've really fallen in love with? Of course, um, Ian, you said Reinhardt. Yeah, um, so Reinhardt is, he's a big dude, he's got a, a shield that you can hold out in front of him that's really big, it's like a, an energy shield that can tank damage for the whole team for quite a bit. Uh, he's got a big hammer, so he's got, and he can like do a charge attack where you, you sort of, you know the charger in Left 4 Dead? It's basically that. Like, anyone you run into, you'll grab them, and then you just keep going until you hit a wall, and you smash him into the wall for big damage and stun them. Uh, and then he's got, like, a, a ra- he's got one ranged ability, but he's got no normal ranged attack, so he's very... His weakness is people on multiple sides of him with guns. You know, his, his shield can only block one attacker, really. So getting flanked is his uh, weakness, but he is, he's a really good sort of physical presence for pushing forwards uh, and then the other guy I like is Junkrat who um, has a grenade launcher so a lot it's really good for when they like they're defending a bottleneck and they'll usually all be sort of grouped together and you can just pour grenades in there and then his super ability is he's got like a tyre with like a motor in it and explosives and you sort of rev it up and then you drive the wheel towards them and then trigger it and it explode and kill loads of people so he's cool yeah i've been playing like pretty much like there's been loads of characters like there's no there's probably only two heroes in it that i really don't like but the two that really stick out for me that i enjoy is a guy called mccree who's like a he's like a gunslinger i hate mccree i don't know how you can i love him him. he's really good up close he's revolver super powerful at range it can like headshot people and kill people in like three shots but what he can do is he can do like a fan thing where he like slams the slams the hammer really quickly and does loads of shots. And what he has, he has yeah. a combat role 
so he can roll in fan like fan shot somebody and then roll out again and then he has a flashbang so what you can do is you can get see if somebody's close you can flashbang them fire at them from a distance roll in because when you roll you get reloaded fan to take them down and then just run away so he's really like good for bursty bits of damage and then the other hero I've liked is like a tanky one like Reinhardt called Roadhog and the best way to kind of the other if you've played any other MOBAs is a lot like Pudge or Blitzcrank where he has like a hook where he can hook other people in and then he's got a shotgun so you can just shotgun them in the face as soon as they, they get close to you but what's really good with him is say if there's a like a flying hero like Farrah's like one with a jetpack and a, she's her ultimate yeah. she fires lots of rockets and like it can spray an area you can just hook her out the sky and shoot her before she comes in or if you position yourself like over a, near a gap you can hook somebody you'll hook them in and they'll just drop into the gap so that's really fun if you just have somebody camping out you just hook them and then they just die via fall damage but yeah, every I think anything that's good about the demo, just try as many people as you want, so you get a feel for it. Oh, I like this hero. There's no bad heroes. There's, there might be heroes play style you don't like. Like I don't like McCree. I don't find him very fun to play. But I know he's a badass. I've been messed up by McCree. Um, there's nobody bad. Even like the healer class, Mercy. If you're not careful, Mercy will be the end of your team. Like yeah, she will show no Mercy. Well, yeah, because her ultimate is she can revive everyone, bring people back from the dead. So yeah, oh, you, bloody hell! You, you can have you can have the fight done. You just nailed three of their team, and then she'll go ultimate and just revive them all, and you're you're done. You know, you're battle weary, and they're not. It's over because they you've popped all your abilities, and then yeah, you just get all revived, and you just waste the other team. Yeah. Because like Reinhardt's a very popular character, and the thing I've been practicing with is being better than the other Reinhardt, making sure I can I can take him out, you know. Um, and like I had one where I properly spanked him, and I turned around to go fight somebody else, and Mercy just revived him, and I just slammed into a wall by the prick. And Mercy's she, she not to be underestimated, even though you won't be doing a lot of damage. He's good. Definitely, people need mm. to get it when it comes out in a couple of weeks. Mm. Yeah, well, I'm. I've gone from oh that looks cool to yeah I'll buy it day one. Yeah. It is on uh, my to grab list because I I have plans video wise. Cool. Well, yeah, I'll definitely be uh, record doing some video stuff, maybe streaming. We'll see. Okay. Now that I'm settled in my new place down in Bristol, some good internet, hopefully. <laughs> uh Okay, have you been playing anything else before we dive on to me? No, I think that's pretty much it. Again, I've been kind of out this whole weekend, and then, to be honest, I've just been playing Neo, and then as soon as Overwatch came out, I was just playing that. So, yeah, it's kind of the calm before the storm, because then the rest of May is so many games are coming out. So I think everybody's just slowly preparing for, you know, Doom and Uncharted and Fire Emblem and, you know, Overwatch and whatever else is coming out. Well... I I've been playing Overwatch obviously, uh, but I've also been playing Super Hot, Yay. the most innovative shooter in years. You know it. I get it. He gets it. See, somebody gets Yay. it. Everybody that's played the game will get it. Ask because I played it on PC. Yeah. Um, but fantastic game. Like it's, you'll hear that description thrown around a lot, and that's basically a gag in the game. But uh, no, shush, shush, shut up. Right now. 
Okay, we can mute that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it is a fantastic game, and it is very innovative. Like, there's you've not played anything like Superhot. It's it's more of a sort of almost turn-based strategy first-person shooter. Because uh, the, the premise of it is time only moves if you move. You stand still. Time basically stands still. It still moves. Basically, stops. You can see yeah. bullets move. Yeah. Um, but as soon as you move time will move at a normal pace so you see a bullet coming towards you you can dodge to the side um, and get out of the way and it starts off pretty simple you know, you dodge a few bullets, punch a guy in the face shoot him, Um, but some of the later missions are crazy Um, and the katana in that game is so sweet. Yeah, throwing a sword through somebody's head, always good times No, my favourite one is when you eventually get the ability to switch characters on the fly so you look at someone throw the sword at them and then you can switch that character, pick up the sword and then slash a guy standing right oh, next to him. Yeah. So good. Uh, my favourite level I think is elevator pitch. That's just such a great start. Like you, you start in an elevator with a guy pointing a gun at your head and another guy in the lift with a gun. I think another two guys in the lift. And you just sort of like dodge to the side, punch him, grab his gun dodge the other two shots, take them all out, and then the doors open and there's just two guys with shotguns stood there. Um, but then, so you, you sort of do this all in, like, bursts of moving and standing still, but then at the end of the level, when you complete it, it'll show you a perfect run-through, like, what you did. And you and just look you like look such a badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think the game goes far enough with the concept, personally. Yeah, like... So you get about, what is it? Send fifteen ish levels, you can finish it in two hours and then you unlock a load of challenge modes. But Yeah, see people are saying it's like a three, four hour game and out. it's not. Like the challenge modes are where the game is really. The campaign is a nice, you know it it's it's a cool introduction to the concepts basically, and it's got a nice story with it. Um but the challenge modes are where the meat of the game is. Uh, and some of them are quite like fun. Katana only, black and white, uh, no guns. Yeah, uh, the throwing only challenge is one of my favourites. Like especially the one where you're in the bar and it's just you like throwing bottles at everyone to get on. It's like ha ha catch. Uh, but yeah, really fun game. I do think it is priced just a little bit high. Twenty quid is. How much is it on it? Ooh. You know. I know a lot of people that are interested in that game that saw 20 quid and thought, no, I'll wait till it's on sale. You are paying for almost about £5 an hour. Yeah. Um, so... But you know, coming back to the argument of money versus time. I think it's worth the money. Just give you that breakdown. If um, but I think I they would have been... I think 15 quid would have been more sensible. I'm surprised they didn't add anything to the Xbox release. Um... No, I mean, it was only like a month late, uh, and they got it's the time That game's been out since, I think, February. I'm pretty sure it was March. Because it was March, and it was supposed to be April for Xbox One, but it ended up being basically start of May. Um, but yeah, great game. Came out, yeah, it came out February. Oh, okay. Great game. Slightly too expensive. Very good. Like, if you see 25% off, that'll bring it into the price range it should be. Get it then. Great game. Um, oh, I didn't tell you actually, so uh, as a quick reminder as well, last time I said I've been playing a lot of betas and I hadn't played the Gears beta, I now have played the Gears Ooh, beta. It's great. It's it's great because it is just Gears 3, though, really. Um, it doesn't feel too different. 
Like the new additions didn't really come into play too much. Like I grabbed people over cover a couple of times. Um, I did the sort of roadie run mantling in one without having to stop. Um, the new weapon is great, the drop shot. Uh, that's one of the most satisfying new guns they've added to that game. Like, or, like in Gears history in general. Uh, so it's basically like, I, I kind of explained what it is, but it's like a, an, it fires a, an explosive with a drill on it up in the air. And then when you press the trigger, or when you let go of the trigger, it just drops straight down. And you can like drill through roofs into people's heads and stuff. Uh, but yeah, really good beta, really well balanced, because it's just Gears 3. Um, but I think that's fine. I think it's a new studio. They didn't want to get a Halo 4 under their belt. They didn't want to mess around with the formula too much. So, good. Uh, but yeah, that's a slight detour back in time anyway. Yeah, that's good to hear. So, yeah. I, it, it, it looks like it's going to be a solid Gears. It's not going to rock the boat too much. It's going to be what people wanted from a new Gears. It's what Gears fans wanted from Gears, basically. Yeah. And I think the Coalition just wants that. They want to get Gears fans back on side so they can do something a bit crazy with their Gears 5 or whatever. Yeah, I think the campaign is where they're going to take a few more sort of risks Mm. and... Or not risks, but add their own sort of flair to it. I think they're trying to go away from the craziness of Gears 3 where, you know, it was... Kind of, it kind of done that Bioware thing of you've taken the stakes up as high as they can go, and then where do you go in the next one? Yeah. It, it kind of looks like they're taking more of a like a little bit more of a horror route with the campaign. With yeah, some like they said, not so much horror, but it's they're, they're trying to yeah, like it's it's not a horror game. Obviously, it's hard. You can't do horror when you've got a gun with a chainsaw yeah, strapped to it. People who have necks like Frisian cattle. Yeah, so it'll be uh, like. To that, be fair, they have toned that down though. It'll be like the bit in Gears One with the mountain, where it's a bit creepy, and then it'll go back to normal or normal programming. Yeah, well, like there was a lot of good stuff in Gears One, like the the bit where you first go to the factory after the like where you first meet the wretches uh, yeah. and the lambent wretches, uh, and then there's the bit with the krill and stuff. Like there was plenty of sort of creepy stuff, I guess, more than scary. Atmospheric. Yeah. yeah, best way to think about it. Because I was just thinking oh. more Resident, like mid to late game Resident Evil Four slash Resident Evil Five style. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, again, like it's it's fast paced. It's 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 hard to be scared when you can like rugby tackle people to the ground and shotgun their face off and chainsaw them to make death. make the heads explode by putting your boot through their face. Yeah, but. I like that they've toned it down a bit from where Gears 3 was at, where, you know, the world was ending. Kind of craziness. So, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been... Well, that's everything I've been playing. Uh, So we can move on to the news, newsy news. Um, Which, let's get the small stuff out of the way first, because I know everybody... I know what everybody wants to talk about. Oh, yeah. So what has everybody got on the smaller side of news... Uh, let's go with Dom, what do you got? Short and simple, I know we brought it up a little bit earlier when we were talking about Warhammer stuff. Dawn of War 3, I'm pretty hyped for it. They officially revealed yeah. it. A PC gamer had a really, really big exclusive look into it with a lot of finer details. 
including talking about the base management's returning, levelling up elite units are going to take part of it all again, brand new super units, which are the biggest the series I've ever had. Um, oh, some knights. <laughs> As as it says here, there was an entire part of the article dedicated to you can fire a giant orbital laser cannon. Sign me up oh, on that. Yeah. And orbital bombardment, bringing back cover systems as well. From how I've read from this article, as well as um, other things that have released post post its announcement, it's combining elements of Dawn of War One with Dawn of War Two to create a bit of a mishmash, but a mishmash that blends and in turn also introduces some brand new things that makes it feel both nostalgic and like a new experience at the same time. No, it looks great. I loved the Dawn of War games. Like, I'm I'm not really a PC gamer, but I love Dawn of War. Dawn of War 2 was cool as well, but I, I didn't like they got rid of base building. Yeah. Like, I missed I that. anyone was happy they got rid of base building. Um... So, but I like that they've kept the sort of uh, the way of leveling up characters and squads. Like, I, like it sounds like they're mashing Dawn of War two back into Dawn of War. 1. I remember they they said in the PC Gamer article that you collect like heroes or like elite units, yeah. and they said yeah. that was like playing the tabletop game. Like you collect your favorite figurine and you'll level, you'll take them through different campaigns. Yeah. yeah, you'll grab them, you'll like go through a campaign of it and say, hey, look, i got this brand new weapon for you, new piece of armour for you, new trinket for you that just happens to have a skull of an orc on it, you know, all giving them the buffs and different new abilities to bring to the battlefield. It's going to be great. I have seen some people say whether this is going to be the big StarCraft killer. In in all honesty, no. StarCraft no. 2 was kind no. of inspired from Dawn Have of War. Have you got War. that Korean penetration? So... No. It'll be a fun single-player uh, RTS with a, maybe a dedicated online, but it'll be mainly... That's what I liked of Dawn of War 1 and 2. It was a good single-player RTS, which I could enjoy for multiple hours. Well, I, I know a lot of people who are gagging for a good... RTS to play online with some staying power at the moment outside of StarCraft 2. I just don't think Dawn of War is it, though. Like, Dawn of War is all about recreating the spectacle. I think for me it depends on how they do the base building. Because if that's done irregularly, or if that doesn't feel quite right with how they're going with Dawn of War 3, I think that's going to be the difference between it doing well on a multiplayer side rather than just a single-player side. What else we got? Will, you got any news? Minor news. Not one of the big personally, ones. Personally, um, but Persona 5 have a Japanese release Yay! date. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, making me moist. <laughs> Which is September 15th. Yep. 15 days before Final Fantasy 15 drops. Well, well, you want to get in before them rather than gonna after. One's going to have the spectacle and one's going to have the... <clears throat> quality. That's yeah. <laughs> pretty much it. Like the... Because I played that demo for Final Fantasy XV and I was not impressed. Everything felt floaty and unresponsive. that demo. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to like it. was not explained Pretty much. All. Like, I love how Carbuncle was basically the Jiminy Cricket tutorial character that taught you nothing about combat apart from this button does this. He's staying away from anything about it. But the release date, quite, quite pumped for it. But I know it's going to be a case if it's going to be another year till there's a Western release and another year for the European release because uh, they haven't been too good yeah. at getting... And especially that Atlas has fallen games. out with a thing, one of their 
major uh, translators, so you may be waiting a while for Persona 5. Yeah, who was it they fell out with? Yes, the Persona teams are quite good at getting it, was, it translated um, into English. NIS America. NIS, yeah. That was a weird one. It's it's going to be very... There's a ton of questions just still looming around, because... The next big event where Persona 5 is going to be on show again is E3, and everyone's saying, oh, it's going to be a fully English translated version of that trailer we all saw in Japanese. And I'm just sitting here thinking, if they just have that trailer in English and then just say, oh, it's coming to the West in 2017, I think that's fair. It's going to, if it comes out before 2017, either they're going to do a massive rush job on the localization, or They've or they've just clearly said we're we're doing the English dub, but we're introducing it as of 2017. Game comes out 2016. Persona's always been a PlayStation exclusive, so it would have to be a very quick, very minor nudge on the Sony presentation. I see. Yeah, I think. Which I don't see happening. I don't think they'll take up a lot of time during the Sony conference. I think it'll be one of those things where they'll show the trailer, the date of the end of it. And that's it. Montage. Yeah, exactly. Part of the montage. Yeah, like it's not gonna. There's not gonna be anyone out on stage talking about that. It's just gonna be a. This is a thing that's coming. Show you the trailer. Yeah. Move on. Next thing. Pretty much. Yeah. It will be in that middle stretch of the conference where they did all the like the the big fan buster things last year. Persona Five will be in there. Yeah, like a, a montage of trailers. Yeah. Just before they talk about powers for the big one-two punch. <laughs> yeah, powers season King two. King comes back on. <laughs> You know, the fact that Powers has actually come off PSN is now being shown on Spike TV. Yeah. Uh, I was disappointed for that, seeing as I was a fan of the Powers comic. Saw that. Ouch. Is it that bad? Boys is the ill intent. Uh, Sam, you got any Worst minor news? Uh, it's minor because it's just been announced. We know nothing else about it. Respawn are now working on a Star Wars game with EA. Again, they announced it very quickly on Star Wars Day, or they said it's a third-person action-adventure game. That could literally be anything, but nice to see Respawn got some new work. Yeah, it is. And it's also really nice to see immediately out of the gate, Respawn are not just becoming a Titanfall factory. As much as I love Titanfall, I... Yeah. I like studios to do different stuff. The, so very hard. The one this. interesting thing is the game, like the the studio lead for this the uh, the thing is Stig Admerson, I think he was the he yeah. was the director on God of War three. So they have got some kind of uh, action backing at least. The worst one. At least they've got some action backing with it. I mean, that does make me think Jedi though, yeah. and I want this to not be Jedi. I want it to be. I'd like smugglers you know, or stormtroopers. Stormtroopers with six bins. Yeah. They make a, a, a spiritual successor to Republic Commando. I'm happy. Oh, that'd be good. Republic Commando. That's why, like Halo 5's um, co-op is actually all right, is because the uh, Republic Commando guy was in charge of that. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that is cool news. Or Tor theory applied to Star Wars multiplayer. Mm. Nice job. I think it depends whether they're going to be designing it as a like complete standalone game that just is its oh, own yeah. thing, or whether they risk attempting to do something within like the the movie's no timeline. Like, I'm pretty sure EA have already said no time, oh. uh, no tie-ins. Ah, oh, fair enough. Like, in that case, then, no direct tie-ins. Yeah, I think they want the ability to disavow anything yeah. from the expanded universe. If in that case, be. then I wouldn't mind seeing, like, as Ian said, 
stormtroopers, smugglers, like some very good like Jabba the Hutt relations gives you like this really high uh, high octane mission. Jabba the Hutt VR demos coming soon. <laughs> Shoot for Jar Jar mini game. The Han Solo, the Han Solo. I'm I'm hopeful because respawn have done one great game so far. Is it bad that I only just got that reference from Will? Oh god, that game. <laughs> okay. Uh what else have we got? There was the Oh, I'll tell you what, the I I'm gonna declare that I'll eat something again. Oh, here we go. Um so, you know, all these PlayStation, you know, rumors and yada yada. Well, uh, somebody has dug up some, uh, I think it was Eurogamer Italy, dug up uh, an insider who was talking about what Microsoft are working on next, and apparently it's like... Six um, times more powerful than yeah, the Xbox six times one. more powerful. No, six times more powerful than the PS4 Neo, was what they said. That is like more than two titans. That's like, that's the equivalent of North Korea saying they've got a fission yeah. reactor. <laughs> I... I will eat the entire Xbox development team if that's oh, true. Oh damn! Because we don't need them anymore. They've they've made something. You'll eat a cheese model of Don Matrick. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I will eat a life-size gummy Don Matrick if if that's real in one sitting. No oh, breaks. Wow. He's going to yeah. make this gummy. I. It'll be made out of melted people, original Xboxes. The people will come together. The same solder that failed. Oh, authentic, but yeah, that's just—it's the least true. Yeah, rumor. you know, you know, a rumor's fake when even the Xbox subreddit there is nobody on there that believes it. Like that's the one place you'd go to find maybe the odd fanboy or two who's like, "Yeah, Microsoft are going to blow them out of the water." Everyone's just like, "This is fake as shit." Yeah, this isn't happening. Go away. Uh, so yeah, that was stupid. Still willing I to will say wait till E3? No, uh, Xbox are doing something else, obviously. They're doing a, another console. It might be a Slim. I think they'll release a Slim this year, then maybe next year we'll hear about their next console. Um, but that this thing that Eurogamer Italy are talking about is not real. No, it's all. not. Too much Vino in the um, vineyard, I think. <laughs> Fucking too much crack in the vineyard. <laughs> you might as well get onto uh, the big ones now. Right. Okay, so where shall we start? Yeah, with which beast first? The, uh, recent past. Recent. Uh, recent. It, recent in comparison to how far. Okay, we'll do Call of Duty recent first. In comparison yeah. to the Call dinosaurs. First, so why not do that? Yeah. Okay, so Call of Duty Infinite Warfare has been revealed. Mm. Um, it's set in the future, pretty far in the future. Oh, we know there's space battles. They in took it. the one cool part from Call of Duty Ghosts, which was space. Spies. And mounted up a thousand. <laughs> yeah, like I, and there's some kind of colonial defense force. It may even not be on Earth. It's pretty. It's pretty sci-fi. We're pretty indistinct, though. Pretty sure, if you look through that trailer, they never say the word Earth once. Yeah, I don't think it is on Earth. Cause... And nothing that was distinctly Earth-like no. was shown. So, but fan reaction has been... Yeah, well, okay, so this is the other thing. Tepid. With it, they announced Overshadowed. a Call of Duty 4 remaster uh, that you can only get by... Buying a special or pre-ordering a special edition, or buying the legacy version. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you can't buy it separate, which is pissed a lot By of people off. By showing a Uber HD special 
Captain Price yeah. mustache. Yeah. <laughs> mm, that's that. The first thing you see is this bristly... And the cigar. Bristly tash. Look at the yeah. physics. Um, it's the FNG, sir. So the YouTube trailer has more dislikes than likes at the moment. Not from people that I think that dislike Infinite Warfare or the trailer or the concept, just people that are pissed that they have to buy it to buy. Yeah, I don't think people are like the the surprise. It's not going to say that. The reaction to Infinite Warfare has been pretty okay. I think most people are going. Yeah, seems all right. I think it's. I think it looks quite interesting. I think. Am I allowed to say I'd eat something, Ian? What? What? I would like to say that I will eat a copy of Infinite Warfare if within a year Activision aren't selling. Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare Remastered. If within a well, year. It's, it's, it's genuinely yes, more likely that I have to eat like Don Matrick <laughs> because that's guaranteed to happen. Of course that'll happen. They're I know, which means I won't say, have to eat anything yeah. and I look smart. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Yeah, they're, they're obviously going to sell it. So, yeah, they will. Um, They've got to. Eventually, after the games come out by like a month. Either that, or you're just going to have a crazy amount of pre owned copies of Infinite Warfare as people yeah. buy it and then. Take the shock V and then trade it yeah. in. I know, man. You play it for the single player. Yeah, like, um, like I follow a lot of guys on YouTube of review video games of all all sorts, and pretty much every single one of them did a video of some kind talking about how annoyed they were that this practice was happening, but then instantly coming out at the end of a video saying, "I'm still gonna buy it because I still want to yeah. play." It. And and I'm That's the and thing. I'm just there just thinking okay you made an entire video talking about why you're not happy with the practice and you're gonna let them and you're basically gonna give them the money saying this practice is okay anyway and if they're youtubers you know for a fact they'll be getting a free promo copy later on down the line to play (laughs) pretty much it's it's one of those where i i really do think it is a vocal minority that are i mean i'd say minority you know the amount of dislikes it's Mm. got on youtube but minority compared to COD's fan base. Yeah. And most of the people moaning will buy it anyway. Like, oh, yeah. like the pre-order numbers for it are already like... Through the roof. Crazy high on Amazon, yes. I, it's not going to have any problems selling. Uh, and it's, yeah, it's kind of assholeish that they've done this, but at the same time, it makes sense. Yeah. They're, They're going to make money. Business. They make I mean, money, this is literally the print money. money button, just release yeah. Modern yeah. Warfare again. The annual cash call yeah. for Activision. Um, Better yet, they're going to make even more money because the, remal- the remaster only has 10 maps in it and they'll just add DLC of the other maps they'll create. I don't think no, they that- will. I think they're only doing 10 maps because they only want that game to be alive for a month, basically. Um, I know the multiplayer for a fact is going to work. It's going to run worse than it does currently on PC. Probably. Um but, I mean, really, the, the thing is, they're releasing that a month earlier than Infinite Warfare, so they give that out as a pre-order bonus. Hope people play that for a month, and then hope they jump onto Infinite Warfare. Yeah. Um, uh, but I don't think they have to worry about competition with themselves, because they have other competition. Oh, yeah. Segway! The creatively named Battlefield 1. Battlefield Juan, set in Mexico. Been taking, uh... Marketing advice from Microsoft. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's it looks great. So first of all, I'm not sure if I ever said this on the podcast, but I definitely said I don't think it's worth. I said I said that. that. I don't think it could be done. And kudos to Dice for telling me to go fuck myself. 
and doing it. But they've done it in um, the kind of we're doing alt history World War yeah. One, so we can get I, away with it. It's, I don't. They haven't officially announced. It's, it's no, they have. They said history. it's alt history. It's taking liberties with history, I think. So. By liberties, they mean so it's still fun to play. Yeah, you can do dogfights so and you can do aileron rolls in biplanes and not die. So that the tanks aren't basically just tractors with armor And you don't blades. run out onto no man's land to get in a gunfight and instantly killed. Yeah. Um, but it looks great. It really it looks does. really good. Like, it looks super also, amazing. Like, I'm, I'm getting Even pretty... though it just says it's engine footage, not if it's actual gameplay footage. It's true. And whilst like Star Wars Battlefront didn't look as good as that trailer, it looked really good. Uh, and that was in-engine. They, they pulled the same shit with that. So it's going to look really good. Um, I'm really sick we- of uh, covers of songs on game trailers. But the exception is the Seven Nation Army cover in the Battlefield 1 trailer, which is amazing and works so well for a Battlefield like World War 1 game. Yeah, World War 1 and what you think is mad dubs. It's, it's really good. Glitch mob. Um, so... My hype is through the roof for like that. like to hear the rumour that I heard about Battlefield 1. And by rumour, I mean heard from a representative. Do tell. Yes. Well, you're not going to be playing... I'm not sure if it's been revealed yet, but the rumour is that you're not going to be playing just one character. You're going to be playing gentlemen across multiple fronts of the war. Oh, no, that's already confirmed. Primarily... Oh, is it? Yeah, because uh, the... The Harlem Health Raisers woman... or Harlem Hell Fighters or... There's a bit in the trailer where you see like a woman on a, a horse with like a, a saber, like leading a charge. She's one of the characters you play as. That's confirmed. Ooh. They wanted to show you multiple fronts in the war. I think is the idea. So like you'll, yeah, you'll go there's to no, Africa. And... There's not really any good guy in World War no. now, is there? It's all a bit of a mess. Mad land grab by a lot of dying empires. Yeah. Um, did you see the guy on NeoGAF who got really like incensed and was like, "How dare you set a game in this war?" Yeah, like, I saw oh, that. People, I have family that died in that. I'm like, yeah, we Every all have. We, we probably all have family that died in World War. I II. have great grandparents that were gassed the at the sun. I can see the ran. point he's trying to make, but I'm not going to be to the point where it's going to be like, "Yeah, but this game's." Awful. Yeah, but it's such a weird line to draw where he's like, "Oh, I was fine with the World War Two games, but this is just too." Ah, uh, there is a line. There is a difference though in that World War Two. You can go, "Yeah, the Nazis were the bad guys." As long as we get some patriotic music sung by a shrill twelve-year-old, Battlefield Vietnam, we can go. Yes, we are paying forefathers the respect they deserve. Well, the, it's if they do a campaign and they do their version of the nuke scene with the gas cloud. And then that's just yeah. oh yeah, you're getting gassed. Somebody's getting. I'll be gassed. Willing to they're going to do the usual battlefield thing though. It's going to be some secret weapon that you've never heard of, and it will be the tank. You're going to have to stop until the only man. And at the end, your multicultural team of badasses are going to be the only people who can yeah. stop. So them. I doubt oh, they're so going to show not. the Somme in this because this will be that's pretty grim. I don't think you can make fun oh, out no, of the no, Somme. Some one of your character you play as multiple characters. One of your characters definitely goes over the top and yeah. What they, they'll do the Blackadder moment with one of them. I bet yeah, you. You're getting Blackadder. That's happening. Um, I think the thing I'm most looking forward to is um, the fact that getting black like, you're going to have the, all the giant multiplayer battles, which I fell in love with with Battlefield Four. But on top of that, having all the old school vehicles and horses. Freaking love horses. Yeah, horses. yeah, you can you can I'm, you I'm, can I'm drive, drive by montages. people with horses. You can fire a pistol yeah. on them. Horse armor yeah. DLC. I'm, 
calling it now. Just waiting for somebody to like jump off a cliff with the horse, like jump off. We'll the see. Horse or dynamite horse because they've got. Yes. Get back on the horse. I'm going to be dynamite horse. Yeah, they are taking, you know, they're taking liberties with history. Why not have a horse airdrop out of a triplane? <laughs> well, yeah, they'll just have horses dropping out of zeppelins. Prepare for equestrian fall. So, yeah. so, so we're getting this. So it's like horse jumping out of biplane with you riding it, shovel in hand, smacking people overhead. Also, they're still doing all of these like big destruction events and stuff. I imagine revolutions. I bet one of them is shooting the zeppelin. Oh yeah, Frostbite yeah. Three engine. It does show destruction. Very one of nice. them is bringing a zeppelin. One will be a zeppelin. Field. One will be firing off an artillery barrage. One of them will be a gas yeah, cloud. If if that zeppelin like if they do one involving a zeppelin special ability unlocked must yeah, must, yeah which will be a yeah. li- that'll be a little bit insensitive I think I have to say yeah <laughs> I just considering all I I know World War One was all wars horrible World War One was more horrible yeah kind of thing um, it's war taken up to eleven yeah but at the same time like I I think it's a weird place to draw a line when we've had like Yeah, exactly. But you you know the think pieces I've been are coming out. In a game, I've been eaten by a dog in a game, I've been bayoneted, I've been grenaded, like I don't think being mustard Those are is abstractions any which can be taken from literally anywhere in yeah. history. Yeah, but... a grenade can be in Iraq or, you know, anywhere in World War Two. Just as long yeah. as they don't moralise the war in the campaign, mm. then they should be fine. No. As long as it isn't at the end, ends with some American bloke saluting with a single tear running down his cheek. Yeah. It, it, they're going to go for the whole uh, war is hell. Yeah, yeah. If they do that, they'll be good, but I imagine Polygon's going to have a, I do a think, think the piece about it. perspectives is the best way to go, though. Uh, we'll see. At any rate, it looks great. And it is... Uh, People are more hyped about this than they are Call of Duty. Oh, God, yeah. It's been... Like, the Call of Duty trailer's been out, what, like a week and a bit? The Battlefield trailer's been, like, a day and a bit? Outselling it almost probably fivefold. Oh, yeah. It's business as usual for Activision. They're like, we don't give a shit about YouTube. They're still going to buy it. I I still think, yeah, Battlefield's going to do very well. I'm interested to see how the longevity of Battlefield 1, though. Also... Are dice going to actually launch it correctly this time? Yeah, that's No, I'm going to let them off what Battlefield 4. That was a launch game on a new console. That was obviously rushed out. Uh, Works now. Hardline worked, though, didn't it? Yeah, but the game was awful. Yeah, it did. <laughs> no one played it. The game was awful. But, I mean, no one that's... stuck around long enough to find out. Well, that's not true. The one game mode was great. Uh, Hotwire. Hotwire. Hotwire was great. Um, but, yeah, they... They haven't like Battlefront worked pretty perfectly. Like again, I had some issues with the gameplay, but it wasn't buggy in any way. Really. Yeah, it was actually technically I, competent. Yeah. yeah, I think we just have to accept that Battlefield Four was messy because of a new console launch, and it needed to be out pretty much at launch. They they should have known that it would be better served as a PC primary launch because that's where their staying power is. It is, but at the same time, the you know like. They're always going to get that PC money, whereas like the front loading of a, a console launch—that's yeah, a lot that of PC money. PC money doesn't stay around if they keep messing up. Yeah, but they didn't. They fixed it pretty quickly. They got on it. A couple of months. Yeah, it was close. And then enough. it took it took a bad game for them to turn around and go, "Yeah, we'll get back to playing for. Don't worry about hard mode." Yeah, but I don't know. I'm my hype is on the side of Battlefield and not Call yeah. of Duty. 
I'll actively go out to buy Battlefield on release day. I'll probably get Call of Duty when it's cheap, or eventually. Yeah, yeah that's. Or uh, eventually when the remake. Bought the Battlefield on launch, or so you know. I'll keep looking at it. Again, it will be E3. Will be the test. Well, we'll get to play it. I yeah, think, that's so. true. We'll get to play it. We're we're going to the E3. EA's EA Play or whatever it is so we'll let you know how it is hopefully we'll get to play Timefall 2 as well oh, it's going to be good. a good year for shooters and that's the thing as well they've got a counter to because like Battlefield's very different to COD it's you know 64 players instead of about 10 um, actually have bullet drop and yeah. actual flying battles physics uh, but for that sort of quick paced craziness Titanfall I think I think it's going to be a lot bigger competition to Call of Duty this year than it, you know, now that it's an established name. It's got a lot of hype on the fact that, you know, the first game was very hyped and kind of lived up to it. Um, I think, and now the second one they're adding the campaign, you know, basically the one thing everybody moaned about. I think Titanfall is Call of Duty's, the one they want to watch out for. Yeah, I definitely agree with that because, like, Like, there's nothing, like, Call of Duty and Battlefield are the obvious competitors against one another, but that is for, that is an actual point. With Titanfall and all that jazz, it's, it just stands out, really, because... I, I disagree. I don't think anything's taking away the Call of Duty cheddar anytime soon. I don't think it's taking away. The people who buy Call of Duty, for the most part, aren't the people that look at gaming news. They're the p- people who just buy it because it's brand recognition and they know it's a good time for a year. Well, that's why sticking a two on anything helps, though. If they, people see a sequel, they think, all right, this is a thing. This is, this is a, you know, I'm not just diving into some unknown game. I think Titanfall had a lot of word of mouth, a lot of advertising and stuff on TV. Yeah. I think people see that again this year. and it, like, It's one of those things where, like, a game, if a game, that's why games deserve sequels, even if they don't always do that great out the gate, because sometimes all a game needs is to be a sequel to be successful. Mm. And again, it's having that brand recognition, like people, yeah, like true. Call of Duty is just like, oh, that's the shooter, where Titanfall is nowhere near that. You couldn't say Call of Duty to somebody who doesn't know about games and they know what you're talking about. Um, I I think Titanfall's gonna do very well this year. It's not at Call of Duty's table yet. Um, but it's gonna get there. I don't see Titanfall Maybe. going away anytime I, soon. Yeah. I think we're looking at a, a consistent thing. I definitely like see another it. Series. Yeah, I definitely see it doing better this time around. Now that it's free from being um, like an exclusive. Well, on yeah, one it's side. not an exclusive. Yeah. The install base is a lot bigger on both consoles now. True. I mean, it sold incredibly well considering the install base. Oh yeah. Um. I just really so, fell in love with it. It was just a shame that they had a really solid idea. And it combined two of my personal loves. Because it combined, for me, elements of... I would say, like, the first and second modern warfare. Elements of that. A little bit of Doom slash Quake jumpy, 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 running across wall stuff. But on top of that, also adding in the one thing I instantly fall in love with, which is, of course, mech combat. Yeah. So... Well, the mech combat was very... It felt like Halo to me. Like, yeah. You know, you can take a hit, but you're not invincible. Yeah. You could drop like a sack of shit in that mech if you're not careful. I just loved how even when you're in the mech and you've got 
Like, you've got the guns, you've got the rockets, you've got the power. Like, you might not even be defeated by another titan. It could just be as easy oh, as someone jumping on your titan, throwing a death charge into the cockpit and watching you go boom. Yeah. And it's great. such an awesome feeling when that happens. It's... I'm definitely looking forward to it. Like, out of the two... Bit, like, there are obviously quite a few shooters coming out this year. You've got Doom... You've got Battlefield, you've got Call of Duty, you've got Titanfall. Out of all those four... Some of those, I think, have more legs. Yeah, yeah but Doom will I have already been Doom's put down. Gonna go yeah. Very far. yeah, Doom's Doom was a bad beta. Out of all of those like. four, I would gladly say that, even though I am a massive fan of Doom, even now I'm kind of not as interested in Doom as I am in Battlefield and Titanfall 2. Like my 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 ranking list is Titanfall, Battlefield, Call of well, Call of Duty and Doom are both on the same in that I want to play the campaign and I don't give a crap about their multiplayer, and I'll get them when they're twenty quid. Fair enough. Um, so Doom will be twenty quid earlier, so I'll probably play mm. Doom before COD. But um, Titanfall was it is still probably the best game I played on the Xbox One. So. Mm. You know, Titanfall two, the hype is there. Yeah. Battlefield one looks like an interesting experiment. Yes, um, and I have a lot of faith in Dice to do something good. So the only thing we're waiting on now, I'm just, I'm just waiting for that huge meteor to drop and for everyone to go nuts when From Software just come out saying, "So, you know, we used to do mechs. We bringing them back." Yeah, it, it'll be a while before we see a mech. Twenty seventeen. End at the it'll earliest, be, yeah, yeah. it'll be the PlayStation VR and all that all coming back. But uh, watch that space. Well, I, I was, I'm thinking the next podcast is going to be the uh, pre E3 the big one. one before. Yeah, it's going to be the when, pre E three bingo. Uh E three is no, actually, I think we'll get one in after that. Like the next one will be the twentieth ish. And then we'll get one in the week before E3. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, we'll sort of go through our predictions and stuff then. Because um, there's a lot of inside and outside. Anyone got Nintendo predictions? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I, got, I got one prediction. Uh, no prediction. Yeah. Zelda. Oh. Yeah, I think that's a solid That's a solid prediction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh no, no Metroid. There's another prediction. Uh, no, no NX. That's Mario. another prediction. Uh, no NX. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy Three. No. Man can dream. Uh, no shits given by anyone. Mm. There's, there's a prediction. What they'll do is they'll say, "Oh, uh, we're sorry, we haven't shown you anything. Wait till insert date here for our big NX reveal." Yeah, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll do a separate show that'll be live streamed or. They'll wait until Tokyo Game Show and do it there in Japan. No, Nintendo don't go to Tokyo Game Show anymore. Oh well, never mind that shit. <laughs> no, they'll do it. They'll do a direct. They should have revealed NX. I, I can, to be honest, not at E3. I'd say either before or after. I'd have maybe leaned towards before. Mm. Um, I can see why after. But the problem is that they're maybe not revealing it now, so that they don't throw the Wii U sales on the fire for this year. I think they've already the done Wii that. Wii U sales are already on the what fire. Wii U sales <laughs> exactly. for the year. Like, the, the only game they're showing off is Zelda, which isn't going to come out this year, because it's an NX well, The console's flat. Well. The console is very dead. 
Like, they're not even bothering. So, I think Nintendo have basically just said, fuck it, we'll sod this year off, and then... We'll start, we'll start we'll start again, again fresh next year and see what happens. And we'll see how fresh they are. I'm, I think they just turned their underwear inside. Yeah. yeah. They haven't been, put it in for the rinse. Hmm. I've just been very upset with just Nintendo recently, because... I don't know, it's just, they've just been lacking a huge amount. And hell, I don't know if you guys have seen it, the really, really, really bad sales of Star Fox Zero. Good, because that game is by all have accounts. Have seen the really, really, really shit. bad ratings? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, God. all of, I have one of my friends who was like, I think he was almost a speedrunner for Lilac Wars when it came out, and he says, this game is an abomination. It's absolutely awful. It's not Star Fox. It's rubbish. Hmm. Which is yeah. why I'm now scared, because just... if they did come out saying, oh, for the NX, we're doing a Metroid game that's actually something you wanted, if they screw it up like they did with Star Fox, I'm, d- I'm, I'm willing to say I'm done with Nintendo by that point. Well, it's Sterling. Jim Sterling did the video about the new, the new Tendo thing. It's like, yeah. it's, sh- the reason it's done so bad is Miyamoto said we wanted to make a Star Fox game only if we could do something different. And so that something different was motion controls. And the motion controls, by all accounts, suck. Like, you can't turn them off. You can't do anything else. People say, oh, you, you have to get used to the controls. But I don't want to have to be fighting a control scheme for, yeah. for two yeah. hours. I just want to pick it up and have a good time. At least with Drive um, Club, I can turn the motion controls off. Well, it's why they've not done another F-Zero, because they can't do anything mm. new with it. And we're like, just we don't need just anything make new. make me a good quality F-Zero. In... Yeah, we haven't had one in, like... It's over a decade. Yeah, it's over a decade. Like, just just make it. Stop being knobbed. Add the colours, like, the, the amazing colour potential the Wii U has with F-Zero would just blow people's minds. You don't need to add anything different. It's fine as it is. Like, iteration and slowly just nudging the graphics up a bit. Okay, yeah, maybe that's that's not your bag, Nintendo. But what resolution was the last F-Zero running at? Like... 12p? Yeah. I'm still. I think the jump up to 1080 is probably. You know, still running at 60 uh, FPS. <laughs> well, yeah. At 12p, it's not very hard. No. Fucking. <laughs> like, it's. At this point, the graphical upgrade is enough of an innovation for F0. Yeah. That, that would sell it. it more than actual high yeah. new tracks. Definitely. And that was the other thing about Star Fox Zero is it looked like arse. Like, the ships, right? To my understanding, the reason the Star Fox ships look like that is because they were made on consoles that couldn't have them look any better than that. They look like random geometric shapes stuck together. Pretty much. Why do they still look like random geometric shapes stuck together? Couldn't we make the Star Fox ships look good now? We have a vaguely powerful console. But nostalgia! Uh, I know. That's the huge problem. It's nostalgia mixed with we've got to add something new in to make it... It's the two polarising forces of we want to make something old, we want to make something new, how do we do it? Just... Yeah, it's, it's, it's the biggest struggle and I think it's just the thing that's going to cost Nintendo again and again and again. But it's the thing of, I think, and also Nintendo fans have made this clear, don't remake the wheel again. Just give us yeah. something good. So we want. Like we're not asking for a shit ton. We're, it's just asking for fun experiences that's just easy to pick up. Just give it to us. I just I don't know what they're going to do with the next console, but I just at this point I don't think anything. I can't think of what would be good enough. 
Like, even if they just basically made a powerful, normal console. No. I don't think that would be enough for them anymore. There's only two things that I can think of that will win me over to get an NX. And those two things are a Metroid slash Metroid Prime style game, or they actually say that they're making a fully updated, high-res, oh my god, I can't believe it's not butter, version of Monster Hunter for the NX. But even then... That'll... If they do that for the PS4 as well, though... Like, PlayStation have got in on Monster Hunter enough, I think. Well, they don't have the rights to it And considering the sales. Do Nintendo have exclusive rights to Monster Hunter? Because they're portable. Because they make so much money off portable Monster Hunter in Japan. Yeah, Monster Hunter Generations has been doing great, and that's coming out later this year. And the only competition for Monster Hunter Generations is the fact that Namkai Bando are finally bringing over... um, Namkai Bando? I love Namco Bandai. <laughs> Best name. Bandai Namco. Apologies. Uh, bringing. Did, didn't they make Bandai Kazooie? Yeah. Kanjo Bazooie was great. <laughs> yeah. They're bringing um, God Eater and God Eater 2 um, back in new high res 1080p 60fps glory for exclusively on PlayStation 4. Um, Man, I'm sure you and those seven other guys are. Oh, thrilled. yeah. I grew up on that crap, so I'm hyped. Man, like, no. Nintendo are. Nintendo are not dead. Nintendo are not oh, doomed. No. They're just super irrelevant. Uh, yeah. now. I think I have to. They're accept. lost in a sea of things. They I wouldn't say to sea. Them. They're just in a quagmire, slowly sinking, slowly stagnating. I think they've hit the bottom of the Mariana Trench. But that's not. <laughs> I think it's more like they're stuck on the same island that Charlie Chalk is stuck on. I have no idea who that is. What no one about? does. Wow, my childhood was a dark, dismal place. Uh, well, on that cheery note, <laughs> yeah. On on the Dom needs therapy now. I think we can. Uh, We've already established this in the past. As we step over the rotting carcass of childhood nostalgia, yeah. we would like to bid you adieu. Well, this is this is ending on a bleak note. Somebody tell a joke. <laughs> Nintendo. Nintendo. Oh, it's almost people are going to think we hate Nintendo. Uh, no, we love Nintendo. Nintendo. I don't. I have a Wii U, and actually, now that I think about it, I do want to play it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, okay, well, I guess we can uh, call it a day there then. Yes. Uh, we've covered all the news. It's kind of going to be a weird. Like, I think the next podcast will be weird because there won't be any news because, like, some people do pre-theme news, but it's usually in the week before. Yeah. So. Uh, we will uh, see you in a couple of weeks, I guess. Yes. Everybody say bye-bye. Bye. 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 Toby, bye-byes. Bye.